Hello everyone, I'm Marty Pospisil. Thank you for joining another Fireside Chat. And back with us again is my friend and professional in conveyancing, Carolyn McGuire with McGuire & Company. Thank you, Welcome. Thank you. Yes. And today we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to touch on being a first-time home buyer and what does that look like to you as a first-time home buyer. I know when we're introduced, uh, whether it's me or Adam or Nick or anyone on our team that you're meeting with uh, to buy your first home, we go through a plethora of information and programs, etc. So we're covering a lot of the details. In that case, we take you out, we find out what your parameters are, show you properties, you purchase a property, get an accepted offer, typically with subjects. And once those subjects are removed, you have a subject-free contract of purchase and sale. And that's the point at which we introduce you to a conveyancing specialist, such as Carolyn McGuire, a notary public, who's been in business for many, many, many years. Both of us have. We won't get into that. How many uh, decades? Many decades. <laughs> many decades. Uh, we've both been around. And, and that's where you kind of take over um, the correspondence and, and information flow uh, with the client. Um, as a first-time buyer, what can they sort of expect your role to be at that point, Carolyn? Fair enough. We, we basically continue from your handoff. Mm -hmm. And uh, our role is that we're going to use the contract that has now been established as our set of instructions. Mm -hmm. And we are going to be acting for only one of the two parties, so the buyer in this case. And so we're going to be looking to protect the buyer's interests in accordance with their agreement. Mm -hmm. And much like you, we believe in communication and transparency being kind of not only ongoing, mm -hmm. but information somewhat front-loaded to give, especially first-time home buyers, you know, the opportunity to work with us, you know, follow along, know what's going on, uh, to avoid surprises, you know, anywhere, but especially toward the end of the process. So depending on how much time there is now from subject removal to completion, we are happy to, to communicate and, and be introduced and, and answer questions, but in fairness, so that our due diligence process is fresh at the time of closing, we won't actually initiate the file fully mm -hmm. until about you know, three-ish weeks ahead of the completion date. Got it. So it's, it's ideal if we have received the information ahead of that so that we hit the ground running. Mm -hmm. uh, and ways that we can receive that information is, for example, the, the real estate office, like your office would send the you know, transaction package to us in advance. And on our website, which you see here, marpolenotary.com, um, our particular circumstances are that we've developed um, a property file starter. It's like an intake form questionnaire that can be done online and prompts for the information that we will need to gather in any event and pairs it with the contract. Mm -hmm. And that can be done anytime after subject removal. Um, not all firms will have that same process. So I can only speak for my own and every firm, lawyer or notary, practicing in conveyance you know, is going to have a process that they follow. Um, so I can only speak to my own. But in any event, I say, love your file starter process, <laughs> by the way. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But it really saves time in the process when, when, when you're coming into the office 
for, for the signing. All of that information needs to be taken up front and having an online process where the client can go to and fill that in ahead of time is fantastic. So good on you for doing well, thank that. Thank you, Marty. Uh, you know, we put a lot of time into it and we've tried to make it as user-friendly as possible mm -hmm. and it does gather a lot of information, but most people will have the answers because it's about them and their mm -hmm. transaction. Um, but where it also really does benefit the, the buyer is that they, um, they can do it any time of day and anywhere in the world. So right. it makes it very easy for people to work with us. But this is not to say that we require it because there are going to be people who are not comfortable with sure. online forms. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm happy to, to have a personal discussion you know, as well you know, to gather that information. So you know, we just adapt mm -hmm. to the client's needs. But in any event, once we actually initiate the file, we're going to be um, even more communicative with our clients. You know, our particular process is that we share the documents uh, with our clients in advance so that they're previewing them before we meet. We only have to meet one time, um, and that's usually just a few days before closing. But at that point, it should be somewhat anticlimactic. Right. All the information is with our client, and, and any you know, urgent questions or what have you have been answered. But when we get to our meeting, we're going to look through it all over again, explain it in more detail, uh, and take you through that process of uh, signing the documents. It's at that point we would normally receive the bank draft for the balance to close the transaction, mm -hmm. which information would have been provided earlier. And then that's the one meeting. Um, everything else is again, you know, sent, you know, electronically. All the land title processes are electronic, so all of the documents uh, we can send you electronic. There are no originals other than the electronic record right. you know, in the land title office. So um, we will report after closing, <coughs> excuse me, and um, it's really back to Marty uh, or your realtor, as the case may be, where you know they're going to handle handle the keys and the physical mm -hmm. aspects of possession and, mm -hmm. and things like that. All the fun stuff. All the All fun the stuff. Fun we missed stuff. out on the fun stuff. We're, we're oh, I think you have fun. We're a hub, you know, really. That's what it comes down to. And it is fun. I, I, I mean, I've been doing this long enough where, you know, if it weren't fun, yeah, I'd still be doing it. Yeah, got a great team. Yeah. Great team. Yeah, I love our, our people. And um, what, what happens is that ultimately um, the, the home buyer has mm -hmm. been guided from the realtor and mortgage professional uh, through us, as I say, we're a hub where we're now dealing with those professionals and the um, firm on the other side and mm -hmm. insurance companies and strata companies and, you know, we're doing all of that in the background. Right, you know? right. Um, and then we present the results and then the final, you know, sort of job done confirmation is eventually you'll receive a state of title certificate showing you as the owner with anything that the seller had to get rid of gone and your mortgage if applicable on that title. And there's a lot of background work that you guys are doing. Your, your whole team is anything from strata documents, as you say, mortgage documents. Uh, um, it's, it's incredible how they assemble all that information uh, to the point where you as a first-time buyer are coming in in a relatively short period of time, signing everything, and, and it's all done. We do it try looks to so, make it, it easy. Looks, <laughs> it looks easy from the outside, right? Well, that's what they say about professionals. The, the, you know, if it if it's sort of seems effortless, it's that's <laughs> because they know what they're doing. <laughs> but, you know, like a duck, you yeah. know, as they say on calm water, it's all the paddling's going underneath, on underneath. Yes, <laughs> and they're, well, can ducks smile? They don't really, no, anyways. 
we digress again. <laughs> okay, um, good question um, that first-time homebuyers may ask as they go, oh, wh when I go in and, and meet with Carolyn, um, what can I do to prepare for that besides the file starter kit? Uh, what should I do? What should I bring? Um, maybe you want to say a couple words on that. Sure. Well, the file starter part was well before we opened the file, so mm -hmm. that, that was in the past. And at this stage, when they're meeting with us, we will have sent them their document set mm -hmm. in full for preview. So what we would certainly encourage everyone to do is to read it, L look through it, you know, um, ask your questions, call me, email back to us. Beforehand. Beforehand. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, that is the opportunity to learn what we're doing for you. And um, we give you lists and, and mm -hmm. options and, and things that, you know, might trigger an action on your part that might not apply to someone else. So we're trying to cover a lot right. of bases and, and we are trying to tailor our service to each client uh, so that the idea is, is that that person has been well served when they come to meet with me, as I say, hopefully there aren't any surprises. but. You know, if there are, we handle them. Right. And so, you know, it's it's not a problem, you know, and we usually would engage other professionals if a solution required it. So, you know, there's we're we're all on the same team. We're advocating for your success. And that's that's why I think we get along so well. Communication yeah, absolutely communication is important. Communication yeah. key. Exactly. Key. But in terms of what to bring, you absolutely can expect us to remind you to bring your government issued photo ID. That's, you know, obviously uh, for FinTrack and for countermeasures against fraud, you know, and, and of course lender requirements and all these things. So you're, you're going to have to present, you know, some really good uh, government issued photo ID, mm -hmm. proof of your social insurance number because that's a requirement from the property transfer tax people. Mm -hmm. um, you will be given the option to bring your bank draft to that appointment, though it's not required. You can drop it off not later than the morning of the completion date. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, there might be some other, you know, sundry items like a void check or this or that if that's sort of lender requirement or something. So we'll let you know what to bring. Um, but really just if you've looked through the material and you've, you know, been in contact with us, we shouldn't be presenting you with any surprises, but we will be giving you a more in-depth discussion of your documents when you arrive. Fair enough. That's yeah. great. And, and again, the key here is um, you guys are excellent in giving that information out and communicating with the client. If you as a first-time home buyer have any questions, the, the time to ask those questions is well before uh, the completion day. Mm -hmm. um, if there's questions on your mortgage amount, if it doesn't look right, or any of the adjustments that are taking place in the sale, which you will have ahead of time uh, from your notary public, uh, that's the time to ask them. And that's really good advice. Well, let's just say there's no bad time to ask them. Right. Just ask questions. Ask that's questions. That's how we can help you. Absolutely. And another piece of advice, don't show up with your mom on completion day and tell Carolyn, oh, by the way, I'm adding mom to title. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't really happen. <laughs> I well, hope not. that one time. No. That one. <laughs> no, 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 no. No big surprises. You know, yeah. And the reason that couldn't <clears throat> happen is because there would have to be changes to the contract. Of course there would. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, surprises to us would would be, you know, something we'd want to avoid too. So that's why the communication goes both ways. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Now, I mentioned the statement of adjustments, and, and that's a really important um, uh, piece of information that you prepare uh, that lays out all of the numbers. And 
And it's, it's, it's probably for me as a buyer, one of the most important things, everything's important, and I read through that entire package when I get it from you. From top to bottom, every word, excellent reading. Especially the mortgage documents. And you're not a first-time home buyer. I'm so, not. So, you know, it doesn't I've matter how many times you've done it. You should look through the paper. Read it each time. Exactly. But the statement of adjustments is very important because that's the monies. How much deposit, how much... And, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping a little bit ahead, but maybe explain to our first-time buyers what that statement is generally, and I know it varies client to client, but what can a first-time buyer uh, expect to see in the statement of adjustments? Fair enough. Well, I will say you've hit on what is probably the most complicated document for most people who've not seen one before mm -hmm. to, to process. Mm -hmm. And it won't appear necessarily the same in every firm because it has to do with what software they're using or you know, the terms of the transaction. But the gist of it is, is that we're trying to account for every penny. Right. Okay, so we're, we're trying to demonstrate using debits and credits you know, what money, you know, is being brought to the transaction and what money and, you know, how it's being spent, basically. Mm -hmm. And some of those things are actually adjustments, thus the name, between buyers. So there's no actual money going back and forth. It's, it's kind of just evening itself out, you know. Right. The idea being, for example, property taxes. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be paid by one party or the other, depending on the time of year, because they're usually due in the middle of the year. So there's going to be an adjustment to prorate what amount has been paid, where there'll be a debit to one party and a credit to the other mm -hmm. to settle it out, to make it fair, so that at the end, those taxes have been properly weighted between the two parties, depending on the time of year of the mm -hmm. transaction. Mm -hmm. um, that's true for the strata fees. You know, if it happens somewhere in the middle of the month, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it happens for sometimes municipal utilities or this or that. Things that run with the property are going to be adjusted. Right. But things that you open your own account for, like your, you know, BC Hydro account or your internet or, you know, these kinds of things, they are not adjusted. They are things that you open your own account and when you right. sell, you close your account. So that's the difference for adjustments. Mm -hmm. And then we're also, as I say, processing the fact that we're, you know, unless you qualify for an exemption, uh, property transfer tax is paid at the time of closing, um, you know, your deposit is accounted for, the mortgage proceeds are coming in, all of this will result in one bottom line amount. That is the amount that we require to complete the transaction after everything has been done. Mm -hmm. That we require a bank draft for, typically, or wired funds. It has to be guaranteed by a bank. Right. And that's... That's why I go through that statement of adjustments line by line when you send that to me uh, or our clients to review. Uh, it's a very important uh, piece of paper. It's the accounting of the entire transaction. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's so good to hear from a client who says, but what about this? Because it happens where maybe there's been a subsequent amendment to the contract right. that wasn't you know, forwarded to us by the time we're preparing those documents. Right. And, you know, all of a sudden now there's a, you know, a $5,000 something or other, you know, that needs to be there. Yeah. And we wouldn't know about it until it's brought to our attention. You don't know what you don't know. Of course. So, so that's what I mean about being a team effort. Absolutely. Know? And that's a very good example. Sometimes there is some last minute adjustments in price uh, that might account for certain things that the buyer and seller agree to. And it's very important for us as your realtor 
to get that off to the conveyancers so they're aware of that. But a lot of the time, um, on a very tight completion, that needs to be done quickly mm -hmm. because uh, on, on average we get um, a month, two months, three months, completions vary dramatically. Um, but if it's short, we've had very short completions following subject removal and everyone's scrambling to get, get that information out, mm -hmm. but it's very important. And another area I know of confusion for our clients is with respect to adjustments for property tax, specifically when they're completing around like early July or late very June. Very special time It's of a year. very special. I thought the seller was going to pay the property taxes. I was told this and we were told that. Oh, so it's, yeah. that's something really important to be clear on. It takes a lot of experience it, to fathom oh, that part. Around that time, time of year. Of year. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and in Vancouver, we have two dates in February and in, in July. But uh, that's something that you pay very close attention yes, to. Yes. I mean, obviously, yeah. we have the experience in the, and, and you know, most conveyancing firms obviously um, know their way around all of this. So it's really just a question of having it properly communicated to our client. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk, you, you touched on the property transfer tax and, and that's a, a, a really important thing for first time buyers to know because it's a lot of money. There are, there is an exemption available for qualified first time buyers um, to save in the property ta transfer tax. Mm -hmm. um, let's talk a little bit about that exemption if we could. Sure, of course. Unfortunately, we don't see it as used as often now. Why is that, Carolyn? Because <laughs> the, the cap, the limit, hasn't changed in years. Yes, it's true. It's still, you only get a full exemption up to, I think, $500,000 valued properties. Correct. And then it wanes between five and 525 to zero. Yes. So if you're not buying under 525, there is no exemption for you. Tough to do in Vancouver. Tough to do. It can we, happen, but it, it's in the valley. There are still yeah. some condominiums and, yeah. and this and that, and you know. So, so yes, we do still see it, but not as often as right. the prices, you know, climb and have done so for so many years. Right. Um, but in any event, let's say that the price is four seventy nine or mm -hmm. something. I don't know mm -hmm. what, but you know, you found this great spot. The other criteria, of course, um, have to do with the buyer themselves. So the key, because first time seems to vary from program to program with different governments right, and such. Right. But for the PTT people, you must never have been registered on title to a property in which you lived anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. Just they mean it when they say first time. It's it's not open to discussion. First means first. Segway, when we start colonizing the moon and Mars, mm and you own property on, on different planets, yeah. that doesn't apply here because it does say anywhere in the world, doesn't it? True. I think we're going to have to bring Elon in on this. We so might have yeah, to. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. I don't know how that's going to be run. But that, <laughs> sorry, I, I like to just throw something in there because there, there, there may be some changes coming up. <laughs> there may up. be some changes. But, but yeah, anywhere in the our, world, our most people. Planet, yes. um, yeah. being the focus. Um, yes, it's first time only. Right. And so a lot of people say, well, you know, but I haven't owned in 20 years. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Ever. So anywhere ever, in the world. Anywhere. Okay. So let's and say you meet that threshold. Yeah, right. Um, that you also have to have lived in BC as a BC resident uh, for at least a year prior mm -hmm. to your closing and or um, have filed, I think it's any two of the past six years, you have to have filed an income tax return as a BC resident. So, you know, this kind of catches up where sometimes students are 
you know, right. in and out of provinces and whatever, but they're generally resident in BC. So right. there are some ways around these things. But what I would encourage anyone who's planning on that exemption to do is to just check the criteria. They're online mm -hmm. and they can, you know, make sure. Yeah. You know, but otherwise budget for the PTT because yeah. unless you have an exemption, it is payable. Yes. <laughs> and it's really interesting if, if you do download that first time buyer's program exemption for the property transfer tax. I was just scanning through it. There's also uh, jumping between 500 and 525 if the property is greater than 0.5 hectares, which mm. is not the case in Vancouver. <laughs> I don't know of any properties that large, but um, it's quite interesting. So there's, there's some really interesting reading there. Um, we'll put a link in the description below for that program. Um, and uh, uh, it's interesting reading. And of course, not everyone is exempt if you're a first-time homebuyer. There's all those steps that we touched on. That's right. And yeah. yes, there are a number of you know lesser-known criteria. So I'm glad you mentioned it because you know different areas in the province have you know different criteria. Um, you know we're using numbers and and uh, details that are specific to our Lower Mainland area. Um, there are in many government programs different numbers, different criteria. Yes. Um, but they all come back to uh, you know looking at the program's criteria specifically before you count on that exemption. Absolutely. So and it does change. It Hasn't does in change. a long time, but it but can change. It's too bad they're not changing. We check it. I know. <laughs> they need to change that threshold because for Vancouver, Toronto two big uh, market areas where the pricing has changed dramatically over the years. 500,000 just doesn't apply. It's in, in it's, a, it's a difficult task. It's, yeah. Right. So, I mean, that would be a good change if anyone from the government. Well, listening. you know, if we're going to be throwing out our uh, ideas into the yes. ring here for More. Know, politicians to consider. Yes. I've always wondered why they couldn't just give an exemption to whatever number they want to anybody. Even if you're buying a million dollar property, give them some kind of exemption up to whatever their limit is right and let the difference be paid right what's wrong with that what's yeah with absolutely that, get know? an exemption up to 500 for example yeah. and then nothing after that yeah yeah, yeah there, I, there are lots of ways it could be looked at but uh, so far yeah. since Vanderzam, it hasn't changed I very much yes yeah. wow those are we the are days. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> Most people won't know who that is. Um, another thing that we're asked a lot from first time buyers, which we chat about in the, in the buyers' meetings, is um, how much of a down payment do they need? And, and just to clarify that, again, if your purchase is under 500000 you can put a 5% deposit down. Um, if it's over a million, you must have at least 20% is the is the rule of thumb uh, and and the rule in BC uh, and then it is a linear progression as you go from 500 to a million so again if you're under 500 five percent will do but typically that's hard to find so uh, you should probably budget for close to if not at 20 percent for the for the down payment. Well, I think that ultimately comes back to that exhaustive discussion that you, Adam, Nick, you know, your yes. team will have with a first-time home buyer. Yeah. It's not something we're typically privy to. I of course, admit. yeah. You know, so yeah. so that is really good preparation because the budgeting is key. And we certainly, you know, if questions are going to come up at our end, it's typically around title or money. Yes, and, absolutely. And those are questions as much as possible, best addressed as early as possible. Yes. And you do that, and I appreciate that. And, you know, certainly the that does distinguish, you know, the true professionals from, you know, the, the, the shall we say, uh, more casual right. um, 
professionals uh, who um, perhaps don't invest as much at the You're beginning. so kind. I like well, the way. <laughs> I, just, I just feel like, you know, everybody's going to find a good fit for them yeah. as a professional. But ultimately, it comes down to service. Absolutely. And service these days has taken on a very different sort of, yeah. Absolutely. Meaning. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and you're right. I mean, you, you want to find uh, a professional that meets what you're looking for. Yeah. I'm very detailed oriented, which is why I love the way your team works uh, and yourself uh, crossing all, all your T's, dotting your I's and just making sure everything is done ahead of time. So there's no mass scramble at the end. Sometimes there's situations that arise that are unavoidable, but it's all about communication being prepared uh, specifically uh, uh, all the time, but when you're a first-time buyer, because a lot of this is new to you. There's more learning. There more learning. More time allowed for the learning. Absolutely, that's right. absolutely, and and that's that's very important. Um, and I should also add, we've just touched on a few areas here for first-time buyers. There's new programs that are available that the government has introduced. Um, and some of them are so new that we're trying to figure out how do they work? What are, what are the, how do you, how are you, um, how do you qualify for, for that program and this program? There's many, many of them which we go through in the buyer's meetings and that are available. Uh, and if you have any questions with respect to any of those programs, we'll certainly be covering that when you come in and discuss with us about this very important, important first-time purchase. Um, and also we'll provide a few links in the description below as well to send you to some of these programs to help answer your questions. Um, but that was good discussion. First-time buyers are great to work with. They're they so are. excited. They are. I love the enthusiasm. I totally, oh. it's, you know what, that's one of the things that keeps me coming back to work every day is that yeah. we get a little bit to live vicariously through our clients. Yes. So we are so grateful and fortunate for first-time home buyers. It can sometimes be, you know, seniors making, you know, a new chapter in their life. Yeah. Um, it can be, you know, um, now we've expanded the family. We've, we need more room. You know, yes. these are all positives, you yeah. know, for the most part we're sharing in that and, and great stories and and we look forward to that that you know that sort of energy feeds us too so so we love the communication you mm -hmm. know don't be shy to ask those questions and yeah. uh, keep us informed of what's going on that, absolutely you've touched on something that I really enjoy about uh, um, our business and, and that is the people part of it we get to see these people uh, especially when we've been around as long as we have, um, <laughs> when they're buying their first home and then when they're, they're meeting up with their life partner and they're buying something larger and then they have children. And then I've seen people right from that stage right up to the retirement point where they're selling the That's retirement. That's it, home. right? I, we're on it's, like second, third, fourth generation great. people who yeah. were buying, you know, because they were in our office as toddlers. Yes. And, and now they're... You know, <laughs> young adults and, yeah. and parents and and all of this. You know, of course, we don't see every stage of development, but, but it's, it's wonderful to see it the is. same families coming back time again. You and, get a little and snapshot it, and in it their life. It starts with first time homebuyers. It does, and that's why we invest so much time in them. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, it's great. I feel like I've been around for a hundred years after that discussion. But it's a great century. It's, a, <laughs> it's been an awesome yeah, century. Yeah, on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> First-time buyers, I hope you enjoyed that brief discussion today. Uh, thank you, Carolyn, for joining us. My pleasure, Marty. Thanks. Any other questions, feel free to email us. We're, we're here to help you guys. Thanks again.